Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Good morning. Russell. Good morning, Good morning Russell. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Russell. Good morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for this gift of life that we are alive today. More importantly, we are here in your presence. We'd rather not be anywhere else, Father. We thank you that you call each of us by name to come to you every single day. Knowing our weakness, knowing our vulnerability. You said, my sheep hear my voice and they come to me. They follow me. Open our eyes, our ears. And every sense of reception in the spirit, Father, to hear that voice of our shepherd at all times, in all our situations, no matter the amount of darkness around, that even when we cannot see, all we focus on is hearing that voice. And we thank you, Lord, that you pour your peace and your joy into our hearts. So that every time this hundredth sheep is lost, when you come looking, Lord, we hear you. And when we open our hearts and we pray to you, you hear us. And we share that same peace and joy with all those that are part of this prayer meeting, part of this praying family. We share it with all those that do not know you and all those that do not want to know you, as well as all those for whom prayers have been requested on this group and those that have no one to pray for them. And we ask for quickening, Father, that their eyes are open to see the truth of your glory and that truth by your spirit. Let that set them free. In that faith, Lord, we come to you and we call on your name. The name of our maker, our creator. The high and lofty one who dwells and inhabits eternity. The God of hope and patience. The father of lights who destroyed our enemy. Tall as the cedars. And strong as an oak. Yet you destroyed the fruit from above and their root from beneath from both ends. When we cry out unto your name. And we pray in the name of your son, Jesus, the Lion of Judah, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Lord of Hosts, the way to the Father, the absolute truth and the source of life. The word himself, our daily bread came down from heaven, manna straight for us, given to us every single day as we now connect with the word. We get to know him more and he reveals more of himself to us. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the breath of the Father, the spirit of the living God, the spirit of Jesus. It is like Jesus himself revealing himself to us, telling us and showing us more of who he is through his word. We pray in the name of that spirit who quickens us to receive that revelation, to receive wisdom from the Father. The same spirit who gives life to our mortal body as well, so that we do not live in fear. But through him, we have received a sound mind. Through him, we live with power. And he is with us. God is with us. Who can be against us? We pray in the name of that spirit of the creator. The scepter of the king of kings, the seal of the age to come, the kingdom of heaven. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with the gift of your word, your spirit. You have blessed us with the gift of prayer, with your principles, prophecies, and all your promises, your covenants that you make known to us in your word, to those who come to you in faith. 
We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with angels, your destiny help us. With people that we do not know and yet stand up for us. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with every spiritual gift in the heavenlies as well. That helps us train our spiritual life to step towards that abundance. We thank you, Lord, that you are constantly doing a new thing. That you have plans for us. Plans to prosper us and give us an expected end. And all we need to do is come to you and seek you with all our heart. We thank you, Father, that you make known your ways to us and your ways are high above our ways, beyond our understanding in the flesh. But when we are charged in the spirit, Lord, when you, when you pour your revelation of the deep and secret things in your word to us, then it all becomes plain. It is written on tablets to us and that testimony comes alive. We thank you, Father. And as we make our prayer and our reflection this day, I cover and seal every word we speak and every prayer we make by the precious blood of Jesus. I also cover every person that is part of this prayer meeting, every member of every family that is part of this prayer group, and every recipient of any prayer request that has been raised at this altar on this prayer group. We declare that divine protection by the bloodline drawn around each of these. In the name of Jesus. Let every spirit of wickedness that advances towards this bloodline, this hedge, this barricade in the spirit, be judged by the fire of heaven in the name of Jesus. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your holy, pure and perfect will, Lord. We also call the angels of the Lord to encamp about each of us protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, and any kind of natural disasters. I command that angelic protection in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus as also the power in our spoken word in his name. As we proclaim and declare your word from Isaiah 55 verse 10 and 11. It says, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is our word that goes out of our mouths this day. We declare that it will not return to us empty, but will achieve the purpose for which we sent it, but will accomplish what we desire and achieve the purpose for which we sent it, and we send it in faith. In the name of Jesus. And we believe, Lord, that we have received it already. Every prayer that is spoken at this altar this morning is an answered prayer. This is our faith. In the name of Jesus. In Psalm 22, verses 1 and 2, David cried out to the Lord, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? We hear Jesus say that word as well, but that was a different context. Why are you so far from saving me? David cried. So far from my cries of anguish. My God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer. By night, but I find no rest. And this is the cry of many people today as well. We even wonder whether he will ever hear us. Some have reached that point of desperation. 
In John 16, verse 24, Jesus says, Until now you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive and your joy will be complete. And in 1 John 5, verse 15, it says, If we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we have asked of him. So then where is the gap? Why do we still feel that he won't hear us? Or is he even going to hear us? What are we missing? I mean, we look closer at 1 John 5 verse 15. We see that when we know that he hears us, then we will have what we ask. So it's important for him to first hear us. Today, let's reflect on when will God hear us? And let's look at some scriptural guidance on it. John 9 verse 31 says, We know that God does not listen to sinners. He listens to the godly person who does his will. So the first condition for him to hear you is obedience to his will. 1 John 5 verse 14 says, if we ask anything according to his will, then he hears us. Then he hears us. So obedience to his will becomes that important condition, the first condition. 1 Peter 3 verse 12 says, for the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. So what do we need to do? A self-check. Look at ourselves in the spiritual mirror to see are we still continuing to live in sin and so preventing him from answering our prayers. If we want answered prayer, we have to look at making those changes in our life. It is essentially what Deuteronomy chapter 28 talks about. When we obey him, the blessings chase us. When we disobey him, then curses chase us. It is not God not wanting to do anything. It is we who through our sinfulness are not allowing him to do anything there. Because that is what the law states we automatically attract a curse towards us. So what do we need to do there? Turn away from evil, which has two steps. First one is repent. And the second one is renounce. Renounce evil from your life. When we repent, we know that he puts on the robe of righteousness on us. 2 Kings 22 verse 19. This one talks about, and it's a long verse, so I won't read it. But this one talks about repentance being the reason why God heard the message. God heard what the king asked. Psalm 66 verse 17 again says, I cried out to him with my mouth. His praise was on my tongue. If I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. So sin which starts with disobedience. Obviously, sin is breaking of the law. So, breaking of the law essentially is disobeying the law. So, sin starts with disobedience and that is the main reason for God 
not hearing us. Jeremiah 29 verse 12 and 13 talks about the slavery of the Israelites in Babylon and says after that time when they have spent <clears throat> enough time in exile and slavery and have repented and it says then you will call on me and come to me and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Now all your heart points towards a commitment, a seriousness, being intentional towards obeying him, having reverence and a relationship with God. All your heart is not coming half-hearted and then expecting magic to occur. We must be intentional in that prayer. When I say intentional is not just, no, I'm praying hard, God, I'm on my knees. It hurts, but I'm crying. They bleed and yet I'm screaming and you don't hear me. That is not intentional and not all your heart. All your heart is, I recognize where my mistake was. I repent for it. I make a commitment. I will not go back there. And now I want to seek you. I want to seek that relationship with you. I want to turn away from all that wickedness and come to you. It's not about... <clears throat> When I receive my answer, let me go back to living my old life again. <clears throat> With that intention, we should not expect an answer. I hope we are picking something from this that we can go and reflect on our personal lives. Two Chronicles 7 verse 14 sums it all up where God says, If my people who are called by my name, and so that's the relationship with him. If these people will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. So that is repentance and renouncing evil, making a decision and a commitment not to go back there again. So relationship with him, repentance and renouncing evil, when that is done, if the people do this, then what will he do? He says, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. And if you study the Bible closely, all healings are connected with removing the block to your healing, which essentially is Undoing the sin that was done through repentance and forgiveness. It is not directly connected with that part of the body or your physical health. It could be something in relationships. It could be anywhere. But when we forgive that sin, when we have, when we have that sin forgiven by God through our repentance, then we make way for our healing to take place. But God said here, I will forgive their sin and heal their land. Now herein lies a mystery. And I got this as a revelation from the Holy Spirit. I'd like to believe that when we sin, the land is cursed for our sake. And a case study for that is Adam's first sin. When you look at what he did when he sinned and what God did in the follow-up, 
we need to look at that every time we sin as well. In Genesis 3, verse 17, God said to Adam, because you have sinned, cursed is the ground for your sake. The ground had no part to play in what decision he made of eating the forbidden fruit. And yet God said, cursed is the ground for your sake. But when you go forward, you fast forward to Genesis chapter 8, verse 22, in Noah's time. And when Noah offered a sacrifice after 40 days in the storm, and God was pleased with him, God gave us a new law that said, while the earth remains, the earth had no part in Noah's sacrifice either. And yet God said, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest shall not cease. So the earth is a part of that equation in your sin and in your blessing as well. But if the earth is cursed, then what happened in Adam's time? You continue reading in Genesis 3 after verse 17. It says, the earth can only bring up thistles and thorns. And man would be forced, like Adam was forced to toil and eat bread in the sweat of his brow. That is, it only brings failures and insignificant outcomes. And like Adam, he said, in sorrow, you shall eat all the days of your life. As long as that curse remains, you shall eat in sorrow. Is our life looking like that? Then it's time to go deeper and figure out what is missing. Which part of my life have I not repented for? Have I not turned away from evil? And this is a straight outcome of Deuteronomy 28, blessings and curses as well. When we disobey, you look at Deuteronomy 28, verse 18. The earth is cursed for our sake and will not collaborate with us to produce a harvest. See the earth again there. But as 2 Chronicles 7, verse 14 says, when we acknowledge him, when we repent for our sin, with evidence of turning away from wickedness, then he will hear us and heal our land. All that was cursed and blocked from producing outcomes for us now starts to produce outcome again. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 28 verses 4 and 8. He blessed the land that he gave you. He said, I shall bless the land that I give you and the fruit of it as well. All the outcomes. I would encourage each of us to further reflect on this again in the light of our own life so that our prayer life can be transformed. Father, I ask for that wisdom and grace upon each of these lives so that as we reflect on this mystery here, I ask of you to reveal, Lord, what it is in our life that we must renounce. Which part of it have we not repented for? And let them bring that... Let, let, that transformation be brought into each of these lives. So that when our life is transformed in the spirit, when we have rebuilt and restored our relationship with you, through our prayer, through our repentance, through our forgiveness, and through our renunciation of all that is evil, deciding to stay away from it, we shut that door completely, permanently, irreversibly. then we know in our hearts that you will hear us, Lord. 
We ask for that edification this day to turn away from that evil and to choose you in every single circumstance, Father, knowing that when we are closer to you, we as your sheep hear your voice. That is our second question that we need to reflect on today on our own. He said, my sheep know me and they hear my voice. So the question is, are you his sheep? And that is the condition. Do you know him and do you hear his voice? And as we pray for our spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. <clears throat> we pray for all those that are battling sickness and disease. Those that are hospitalized will undergo any kind of procedures this day. We pray for all families that are in battle, that are facing any kind of division or separation. All those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives, especially prayerlessness. And we pray also, Lord, for our own personal needs, those of our families and our friends, especially those that are not yet saved till today. They have not yet received their salvation. We ask for quickening in their spirits this day, Lord. Our own family members. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And when we release our prayer and our faith, making this our prayer of agreement with each other in the spirit. We believe that prayer is an answered prayer. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your tongue and your faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us make our prayer in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yanda <laughs> 
Yamba <laughs> Sedikit-sedikit-sedikit-sedikit-sedikit-sedikit-sedikit-sedikit-sedikit-sedikit-sedikit-sedikit-sedikit-sedikit-sedikit-sedikit-sedikit-sedikit-sedikit-sedikit
In the mighty and powerful name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Lord, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The words that were put on my heart this morning. I am the Lord your God. You shall have no other gods before me. The scripture being given is from Ephesians 5, 15 and 16. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of the time because the days are evil. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We also have two scriptures that have been shared in the chat. The first one is from Job 35, verse 12 and 13, quoted from the NIV where it is written. He does not answer when people cry out because of the arrogance of the wicked. Indeed, God does not listen to their empty plea. The Almighty pays no attention to it. The second one is from Matthew chapter 9, verses 4 to 6. It says, Knowing their thoughts, Jesus said, Why do you entertain evil thoughts in your heart? Which is easier, to say your sins are forgiven or to say, get up and walk? But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, get up, take up your mat and go home. A third scripture shared is from Isaiah 30, verse 26, quoted from the NIV, where it is written, The moon will shine like the sun, and the sunlight will be seven times brighter, like the light of seven full days, when the Lord binds up the bruises of his people and heals the wounds he inflicted. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Just a reminder about our Bible study topic 
for this Friday as well. It is a continuation in our series, the fourth part on the power of praying in tongues. And we will learn in this series, which has been a powerful series so far. And you have received spiritual gifts as well. So if you would like to bless someone with some of the spiritual gifts, please invite them. We will continue to learn in this series about the language of the recreated man, why speak in tongues and the New Testament experience. We shall share messages on or with links for people to join on Zoom and YouTube on all our platforms. You can use any of those social medias and share those messages with your family and friends. Please also share if this reflection, if you are being blessed, as well as Brother Savio's powerful reflections that he shares on all our platforms, again, share them as well with your family and friends. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank, Thank you, Russell. Thank you, Russell. God bless you all. Bless everyone.